When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Elizabeth Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. If you've been following along this week, you'll know that I have been answering listener questions regarding the Four Horsemen, criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. Today's listener question is going to focus on stonewalling. Dear Liz, I used to stonewall a lot. I try to listen and ask questions more now, but now my partner is blocking me. Sincerely, Role Reversal. Dear Role Reversal, first of all, congratulations on being able to identify what was happening for you and working towards engaging differently in your relationship. That's no easy feat, particularly when it comes to stonewalling. Stonewalling can be particularly difficult to overcome because it's often related to a physiological response. This means that your body is literally reacting in a way that makes it nearly impossible to solve conflict effectively. Research has shown that when people stonewall, it's often related to what we call physiological flooding. This means that the body is experiencing a rush of stress hormones that are shutting down access to your prefrontal cortex. Why does that matter when it comes to conflict? Because your prefrontal cortex is that part of your brain that actually helps you to navigate conflict. When it's offline, it becomes difficult to problem solve, show curiosity, access humor, affection, or sometimes even speak. And we need to be able to do these things in order to move through conflict together. This is all to say that I give you major props for finding a way to work through your own experience of stonewalling. You likely had to learn to calm your body, do some deep breathing, and take space so that you could engage with listening and asking questions. Now, if we can apply this understanding of what stonewalling was like for you, I wonder how we can apply it to your partner. Remember what I said about the importance of seeking similarity earlier this week? If it's true that you stonewalled because you were internally overwhelmed, then that might be true for your partner too. Is there anything that might be going on or might have happened in the relationship previously that's being detected by your partner's body as a threat? For example, maybe historically conflict hasn't gone well in the relationship, or maybe it didn't go well in their past relationships. So now, when there's conflict, there might be fear that they'll say something that they don't mean, they'll not be taken seriously, or they'll get shut down. Okay, great. So now if you can see your partner having some similar experiences perhaps to you with being unable to maybe 
access their ability to engage in conflict. I wonder if you can also think what used to help you to feel safe to engage and to open up. Did you tend to need some space, gentle touch, a reminder that you're loved? What was it that helped you to feel less flooded and more present to engage with the other person? When stress hormones are released into the bloodstream, it takes about 20 minutes for them to be dumped out of the blood. So taking breaks can really help. Using your understanding of what you needed then can help you connect with your partner about what they might need now. Lastly, overcoming stonewalling in a relationship usually means overcoming it in moments outside of the stonewalling experience because the other person is kind of offline when they're flooded. So trying to discuss how this can be different or what's not working, it just doesn't go anywhere in those moments. Try to find safe, calm moments outside of conflict to talk about what might happen during conflict so that you can plan ahead together. One of the most important plans is taking a break. Learning what that would look like together to take a break when one person or both people become flooded. Remember that break should be at least 20 minutes long to respond to those stress chemicals that are rushing through your body and making it nearly impossible to connect. You might say something like, Hey honey, whenever we talk about important things, I've noticed that the conversation tends to stop. And it seems like I'm being tuned out. Would you be open to sharing with me what's happening for you in those moments? And can we maybe plan ahead for what to do next time? Starting this conversation moves you out of the potential of utilizing one of the four horsemen like criticism to discuss your frustration with their stonewalling and into utilizing a more empathetic and connective approach. I'm Elizabeth, and you can find me at Liz Listens. Thanks for listening to Hash It Out. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Until then, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.